because I did some intense research. I'm sorry. We started. <laughs> okay, at least. So, this, this is, if you listened to our last episode, like, good. If you didn't, please do because there's, like, we yeah. are in the midst right now of a full, um, like, just whimsy and, like, frenzy of uh, talking about a character from our last episode <sighs> called Rebecca. Yeah. Rebecca was a raccoon. She was given to um, the Coolidge's... Um, for Thanksgiving dinner, they yeah. said, we'll never eat a raccoon for Thanksgiving dinner. Because apparently they ate raccoon at a point. That's so crazy. And Lou was like, oh, not Lou, sorry. And Grace was like, no thanks. Yeah. So we know that this episode is about Lou Hoover. We will get to it. Yeah. I just, we, we need have to, update to update on Rebecca. Yeah, so, so what happened to Rebecca, at least? <laughs> so Rebecca lived a great life in the White House. We know As she eventually do, yeah. goes to uh, the zoo. But we mentioned that she had a special chef. That, she did have a chef. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she liked shrimp and uh, eggs were her favorite. Yeah, which we I know wonder that. how she liked her yeah, eggs. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, you know, she was so mischievous. She would unscrew <laughs> the light bulbs. That was a fun fact we just learned. Open the cabinets and unhouse pot plants. So yeah, she yeah, was yeah, just yeah. running amok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she finally goes to the um, the oh no, no before she leaves, sorry for the the zoo, which she sadly dies to, dies at because she does not she adapt can't adapt well. to the life. Yeah. yeah, but before she goes to the White House, at one point, <laughs> well, they do build her a, a house. My yes, imagining... they get her a tree house. It yeah. turns out to be. Oh, okay, it's a tree house. See, in my yeah. head, it was a it was a small White House. I like, like to a... think it was a replica of the White House in the tree house. Oh, that's different? nice. So Maybe. Like that. okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. But before that, they wanted to get her a boyfriend. So Classic. they <laughs> Rebecca needs a man. Yeah. So they acquire a, a boy raccoon. Named Ruben, and uh, to hopefully fall in love. Ruben is rambunctious as well. So Ruben maybe, is you know, such a bad boy. He's so like, mischievous, he's not a bad boy. Yeah. Rebecca loves bad boys. <laughs> he escapes a bunch of times, and then at one point, he's disappeared, never to be found. <laughs> so I don't want to say that Rebecca I mean, <laughs> murdered Ruben. Elisa will take any opportunity she can to start a murder rumor, including with raccoons. I think Bonus app. Ruben True Crime Podcast. Yeah. Like, what happened to Ruben? Because I just think he mysteriously disappeared. Like, he was rambunctious and did escape a bunch of times. But, but what happened to Always him? came home. Always came home. Because and then he, loved he didn't. Rebecca, come Interesting. on. Interesting, yeah. And then... So that's the Rebecca update, which Wait, I... Wait, but didn't they give her another friend? Oh, so, well, <laughs> so she has the treehouse after she leaves, when now the Hoovers move in, um, a, a wild possum... Moves into the the White House or into oh, the, not to, into the White House the, into the tree Rebecca's house. house yeah. But the Hoovers are like adorable. We love this, so they they take in the this the possum, possum and they call it Billy Possum. <laughs> so the Hoovers had Billy Possum. I don't know. Guys, if the, Billy really doesn't have do. a Wikipedia, so I'm not sure if Billy had a girlfriend. Right, right, right. Billy's so whole did. Life. Yeah, or so if did. Billy was allowed like in the White House. Yeah, like, I mean, because I think that Rebecca kind of made a name for herself because she was so present in the physical White House. Yeah, causing chaos, unscrewing right. light bulbs, I'm Un- <laughs> unpotting houseplants. Can you imagine if I? They're everywhere. But my apartment would be a full mess. It's because she has the thumb. No, it's the, the dexterous thumb. Thumbs. I know. It's it's the opposed crazy. Thumb. So I just love that there was a love story behind the scenes this whole time. No, it's it's truly magic. It's basically a Christmas movie. I mean, I think, like, you know, when you really think about it, it's, so like, yeah, it's so adorable. romantic. Um, but that kind of launches us into Lou Hoover. Yeah, they had a possum, and Lou had a lot of other things going on. Lou had a lot of other this things. This was a chaotic on. time for the Hoovers. No, super chaotic, and I almost, like, I don't want to say I feel bad for them, but I almost am, like, oh, wow, like, this is, like, Calvin Coolidge and his laissez-faire. Like, I just don't buy that he couldn't have predicted that the Great Depression was going to happen. That's what I'm going to say. I'm, you know? Obviously, we're, Hoover we're was really a jumping ahead here, for but a lot of Great reasons, Depression but... is kicking off here. Um, 
Hoover famously gets super blamed for this. We all know this. Hoovervilles. I mean, yes. who didn't write a DBQ on a Hooverville? No, you know? I mean, like, literally. So, uh, I think it's a little unfair. Did Bert n- do nothing about the Great Depression? Maybe so. Maybe so. But <laughs> Was he a millionaire? Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> Could Cal have predicted this? Yeah. Yeah. But he so, chose not to. Chose not to. Yeah. So, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Okay, let's so talk about Lou. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about her Lou, life. Lou Henry Hoover. Um, she's born March 29th. She's an Aries. We <gasps> love that. Oh my god, it's a few days after my birthday. Love that. Yeah. So, she's an Aries. She's fiery. We love that. Yeah. She's born in Waterloo, Iowa. Absolutely our first first lady from Iowa. For sure. There's I don't remember that. There's absolutely no up. way that there isn't. Um, I also want to stress that her name is Lou. Yes. It's not short for Louise. No, not short for Louisa. It's Lou. Her dad was like, I want a boy. Mm -hmm. We're calling her Lou. That's right. We're calling the the baby Lou no matter what. Kind of love that. I know. We love that. Um, So they call her Lou, and she is basically raised like a boy. She's not like – and I mean, I think her personality – went with it you know her dad yeah, was outdoors. yeah she was what you would call a pretty classic tomboy mm-hmm. um she uh did everything that her dad would do uh there is an incredible picture just like elise is gonna maybe we should get that for each other for christmas, christmas i'll get yes. you the <laughs> yeah. um i'll get you the rebecca photo of grace and you can get me the picture of uh yes. of lou um, yes. okay so there's a great picture of lou riding a burrow which is i think come kind of a type of a bull or no, a type of a horse. It's a small horse. Yeah. So um, Lou and oh, very early on she moves to California with her family in Monterey. So like, uh, Big Little Lies, love that. And Ooh. then, um, but there's a really classic photo of her riding a burro carrying a rifle, which just like is her whole vibe. Like that just like is her whole vibe. Um, she talks about she writes everything down in a diary, and she talks about how much she loves being outside and being able to hunt and fish. Yeah. Um, and she just loves, loves the outdoors. Because She loved the outdoors so much that she ends up uh, getting really into taxidermy, which <gasps> we saw Crazy. so much of at Sagamore Hill, if you're yeah. like, curious. Oh, my gosh, wait. I was at the Met not too long ago, mm-hmm. and there was a room there. And I don't remember the context necessarily, but there was a room, and there was taxidermy all over the floor. And I was like, oh, my God, this was just the style. Yeah. they, You know, like, it, it's crazy. Like, you know, I don't know Never what this. I've seen so many animal heads. In that place. Like, it was crazy. Control, but, yeah. like, that was just, like, other people were doing that, too, not just, like, TR. Yeah, I guess if you love the outdoors, that's what you did. That's how you uh, expressed it. Expressed yourself. <laughs> yeah. So she got really into taxidermy, and she also gets really into rocks, minerals, and, um, like, mining. Yeah. <laughs> Like unbelievable. Talk about a hobby queen. Like, hobby so queen. What are you into? I don't know. Rocks and minerals. <laughs> okay, but fast forward to college. She is the first woman in the country yeah. to get a four-year degree in geology, and it's from Stanford. Yeah, she was the only lady in the, in the whole geology program. program. Yeah, Amazing. and just to think that she's the first woman in the whole country to—I mean, that she's a queen, like already. It's queen. so cool. Yeah. She's, I love her so much. I just love her so much. Uh, So she loved the outdoors, and she, um, you know, really went for it at Stanford. And people would talk about how, like, she would use any excuse to, like, turn something into a field trip. So she would, like, she would be, like, love that. She would be, like, oh, my gosh, like, this rock that we're learning about, let's go. Let's go get it. They were just like okay, she was let's that student that was like, Professor, can we sit outside for class today? Like, I love that. She I love was that girl. Wait, that girl. one time I was um, sort of like teaching a college class, and I like hosted it outdoors. It was amazing. Oh my I was God, like, that was the, outside today. We used to do that in Oneonta because it was winter for so long, yes. and like if you had that nice day in April or May before finals, and there was time for it. 
um, a professor sometimes would take class outside, and yeah. it was like, it's I mean, fucking like brochure style. You were so into it. It no, was, it was just so best. exciting. No, yeah. I remember like in New- going to school in New York. I mean, it still happens, but that first like spring day. The, is that it's, not the most beautiful day in New York? Best, Everyone's outdoors. It's the best day. Everyone's wasted Everyone's at so five wasted, because yeah. they're so excited. And I had a rehearsal that day, and I knew <sighs> no one was going to come because it was so nice. So I was like, let's just have it in Central Park. Yeah. Because, like, <sighs> I knew we're all going to be there anyway. And because I wasn't, I didn't want to be inside. It's and, such like, a the, magical day. Oh, it's the best. So I anyway. was watching this movie. Sorry, it's so no. off the rock. I was oh, watching I was this movie, and, uh... The movie had nothing to do with this about weather, but wherever it was taking place was like a really snowy, hard, cold winter. Mm. And the woman makes a comment like, I like uh, environments that you have to like strive to to get through to get to the next step. And that's how I feel like it's it's in New York. Like you want to kill people by February. You're so cold. It's (laughs) terrible. And then that first day of spring. And it's the same thing with summer. Like August, it smells. You hate everything. You're ready to snap. And then it's that brisk fall day. It's beautiful. I know. Well, that is the four seasons. The four very incredibly dramatic seasons we get in our incredibly dramatic city. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very on brand for New York. (laughs) Very on brand. So anyway, but Lou is in uh, Southern California. Or she's in California at Stanford. Yeah. Um, Where she meets uh, Herbie. Where she meets Herbert. Herbert's a senior. Um, Lou is a freshman. Even though Lou is only six months older than him, I don't know what. what? I don't know what was going on. She was probably just like taking too many field trips. Like she was. Yeah. Just like, oh, I mean, I'm also gonna call like patriarchy. Like he got to jump something because he was a man. That's I don't totally know. true. It he just sounds very degree. bizarre. I yeah. yeah. I don't love it. Okay. Um. But yeah, they're pretty smitten with each other right off the bat. Yes. Um, yeah. 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 They he like says. Each other. He says she has a whimsical smile and laughing blue eyes. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's very beautiful. Sweet. And I think he described. Me. And like he's uh, and he's <laughs> and she says that she's intelligent and delightful. So. Yeah, so they get along really well. Um, I really like the story of their engagement. So he oh, is yeah. traveling. We don't really understand what Herbert's doing. He has a bunch of money at some point. <laughs> Herbert's trajectory is crazy. Like, they it's travel like, a lot. We'll get into like all their travels, but like. I don't know what's going on with her, but yeah. I can't even be bothered to Google him because this isn't about him. But yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, he's traveling when he's preparing to propose. Yes. So he sends her a telegram to ask her, like, hand in marriage pretty casually. Yeah. But because between the two people, these telegrams or these messages say Lou and Bert, it sounds like two men are mm. writing love letters. So whatever, uh, not post office, I don't know what to call them, whatever these, like, offices, these messages went through, yeah. the people were posting these letters, like... Clearly, they're supposed to be private. Like, you're not supposed to do oh, that when you're like... It's like a mailman God. opening a letter. Yeah, of course. Um, they, they posted these things because no. it looked like that they were... Like, these two men, homophobic, first oh of all. God, but uh, we're getting engaged or we're falling in love. And I just find that really funny. That is crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. So, yeah, they get uh, engaged or married at 24 years old. Mm-hmm. They get married. Um, there was, like, this whole thing where they were going to get married a little bit earlier. But she actually gets a job in Australia. Yeah. Um, or she gets the opportunity to study in Australia. And she takes it up, and he kind of is like, great, like, we'll just push our marriage to later on. Yeah. They get married very quickly after that. Um, he's offered a position in China. And yeah. The next China. day, they go to China. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah. That's They're in China. Crazy. Only in China for a year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're going to have their honeymoon in China because they just hop on their ship, I guess from oh San Francisco, God, and they peace out, and they go to China. Yeah. Which is and an exciting time for them to be there. It's it's very <laughs> exciting. I will say that they are only there a year, but both of them do learn to speak fluent Mandarin, yes. which, like, what? To this day, she's still the only first lady that speaks, or a president that speaks of Asian language. That's insane. Which is insane. And sometimes when they wanted to have private conversations in front of people, they would just speak in Mandarin to each I other. I love that. That's which so is fun. so fun. I love I that. I imagine, like, they were just, like, talking shit about, you know, someone. 100%. Like, of course. This it's weird because it's, like, 
they, yeah, this is just so much more of a partnership than Grace yeah. and Calvin were, you know? Like, right, and, yeah. And so it's, like, in some respects, you know, Grace had her own thing going on, which is very cool. But, like, the way that Lou partners up with Herbert in a lot of ways is really cool, too. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so, yeah. So then they're in China. What happens in China, Elise? <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> not a great time to vacation in China or to work in China. Um, they're in the middle of February eleventh, eighteen ninety nine. Well, they then they live, they move the next day. Yeah, they're in the middle of the uh, Boxer Rebellion is happening in China. So this is basically um, an anti-imperialist, anti-foreign, essentially uh, movement in China that is happening. Uh, the Chinese Republic is freaking out because a lot of non-Chinese people, they feel, are making moves on the society and, and moving society forward. So the Chinese people flip out. Uh, a lot of um, riots happen. The rebellion is happening. Um, and, yeah, so they're they're in the mix of this, you know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> at one point, they're, like, getting shot at their house. Yeah, no, they, they say that they're sitting, just hanging out, maybe eating, like, a, having, like, a casual meal. Um, and a bullet goes straight through the front door. So yeah. Lou s- quietly stands up. I don't understand where they're getting this account. Maybe Herbert. Yeah. But apparently Lou just quietly stands up and gets out a deck of cards and moves to a new spot in the house. She starts playing solitaire. Her yeah, she has the good she wrote um, home to her friends that summer and says, it was so fun. You should have been here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she loves, I love, she loves she, to get in the mix of things, which she, I kind of like. Yeah, she has a total zen, like, moment. And she, her and Herbert are very, like, to me, it's almost very, like, text book extrovert in the way that like Mm. the stimulation actually gives them energy you know what I mean like she almost like functioned better in like an overstimulating in the chaos yeah because like why would you then choose to play solitaire you know what I mean right yeah yeah. no it's so insane yeah but during the the rebellion she's helping out the um the the non-chinese I guess like the people who are being attacked she's setting up first aid for them um, just really participating in the riot, not participating in the riots, but like helping the side that needs help. She's helping the underdog here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think shows <laughs> we'll get into a lot about her uh, passion for volunteerism. Well, you know what I'm just realizing, Elise, because yeah. they allude to how rich the Hoover's were, mm-hmm. and also how much they loved volunteers. Yeah, I think they're not paying <laughs> they're people. Not paying <laughs> yeah, people. they're not. That's why they're rich. It's like she's like, oh, we just have a bunch of like young people volunteering. No, you're not paying these people. I think it was like in, it's like the reason internships should be banned. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. like no, this is really bad. Like yeah, this is this not is what's okay. happening. Yeah. So, um, you know, come on. I mean, Lou, you've got to pay people for their jobs. That's yeah. not cool. That's, That's probably really what's happening. That's a very good point. So anyway, they leave China, and somehow they're multimillionaires at that point, which is again, Elise and I just we we I, did try <laughs> to look it up, but we also were like, this. Is I crazy. can't be bothered with his like weird trajectory. Yeah, I have no idea. So they have so much money. Um, and, uh, Hubert Hoover, uh, afterwards they move back in 1928 and he's the choice for the presidency, yeah. which again, like we've talked about this before, but it's like, well, it, prior to this, he's oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Secretary, of secretary of commerce, he's yeah. the director of the food administration, which I guess would become the FDA. Um, so he, he's been in, in politics in non-elected positions, Yes. Um, he's, so he's involved in government. Again, I don't know how they're making all this money because I can't imagine a secretary at this point is making that much money that you're a millionaire. No, I think they just, like, have I volunteers. Mean, yeah, so who knows what's going on. So he's in the mix of <laughs> it's it. Like, um, it's like on Real Housewives, Sonia's interns. It's yes, like that. yeah. <laughs> Pickles. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, you know, leading up to 1928, he sees what's going on in the country, and he's like, I'm going to run and 
you know, hopefully there won't be a Great Depression. Psych. There is. Psych. But she's very involved in the 1928 yeah, campaign. Yeah, so she's at all his appearances. Yes, she's super involved. Because she, because he, so yeah, so Coolidge decides that he's not going to run, and so they do need someone to pick up the Republican ticket, and so that is where Hoover falls in. Um, it's, uh, there's a, they actually turn his name into a verb. They call it a Hooverize. They want yeah. to Hooverize everything, which oh, I guess God. just made, you know. That does um, not age well. <laughs> no, no, it does not. Yeah. It certainly does not. Um, but, like, they talk about how much they wanted to, like, change things. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of anticipation. Yeah. And I think, again, like, when you think about the, um, you know, so much of, like, culture and politics is, like, in reaction to, right? So, yeah. like, I think Hoover's whole ex- eccentric, um, outgoing, extroverted vibe was so different than Calvin Coolidge. Yeah. But I think people were stoked, you know? I think that, you know, it's the same thing as, like, almost, like, with Barack Obama. Like, he was just so different yeah. than than um, George Bush that it was, like... Totally. People were just, like, stoked for the difference, The you change, know? yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that that's what was happening mm-hmm. with Herbert Hoover is that he ends up launching a campaign where he's, like going on train rides. I mean, yeah. Calvin Coolidge famously almost didn't really campaign yeah. because he just kind of like was laissez-faire. He's very chill. So, you know, Hoover is like um, really invested in this yeah. mission and Lou is right bes- on his side. And I have to imagine like in a time where women are getting all of these freedoms and um, there is so much liberation in like the it socially in the country, like mm-hmm. – you know, like, a lot of women probably wanted a woman who was as outgoing as the movement that was happening. Yeah, you know? it was and probably Grace exciting was certainly to not see. fitting that bill, you know? like and Especially yeah. now that women can vote, it's, it's almost like you're voting for these two people together. You know, like, yes, she's more visible. Yeah. You see that women are excited by that. Um, yeah. And it comes into play in this specific campaign because... He is running, so Hoover's a Republican. He's running against Alfred Smith. Wait, I'm sorry. Sorry. Just one other thing because this yeah. damn flood in Mississippi. <gasps> he Chaos. goes. Oh, to, like, to, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I'm just reading that now. He goes, because Calvin Coolidge famously, like, there was a flood in Mississippi in 1927, and Calvin Coolidge famously, like, wants to do nothing about yeah. it. And Lou and Ho- Herbert go and they help with the relief efforts. Wow. Okay. So, so like, it makes just an impact. such a yeah. different kind of person yeah they bring all their volunteers and they go down (laughs) there's so many volunteers throwing toilet paper yeah (laughs) throwing paper towels (laughs) definitely okay wait so go ahead about the campaign Um, oh yeah so the campaign 1928 uh he's republican he's running against the democrat uh alfred smith yeah and this is anyone who knows alfred smith you know the famous dinner that happens in new york city to raise funds for catholic or i don't know what it is but no one liked smith because he's a catholic and famously until jfk became president it was not good to be a Catholic and be president for yeah. whatever reason. Again, Google what is religion. Yes. <laughs> what is religion? I don't understand that, Couldn't but whatever. Um, so, but his wife, Katie. Al Smith's wife. Al Smith's yeah, wife, yeah, Katie, yeah. and Lou were constantly compared to each other in the media uh, because of, you know, media. Yeah. And patriarchy. So, it, Christine but, Aguilera, Britney Spears, Katie yeah. Holmes, Michelle Williams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Lady, uh, sorry, Lady, and uh, Katie was from New York City, she's from Lower East Side, but yes. she wasn't seen, she wasn't a Stanford graduate of geology, you know? No, right. So she was seen, you know, uh, Lou was compared and seen as this, like, way better version of what a first lady could be. Oh, my gosh. Um, than Katie because yeah. of these two differences. Um, and Lou already kind of gained her national name because she was with Herbert, you mm-hmm. know, doing all these things mm-hmm. when he was secretary. So yeah. it's just, you know, they're even comparing these poor women who are, aren't going to be 
Flores like, yeah, to yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's terrible. <laughs> so rough. Yeah. Um, it's a landslide. He wins. <laughs> he wins completely. He wins so much. Um, and I mean, you have to imagine like the party that Calvin, you know, taking over for Calvin Coolidge under his party. The, yeah. the country had just seen so much economic growth and so much um, social growth or social freedoms and things like that. So I think that like regard, I think anyone on the Republican ticket would have won. Like I really, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I just don't think there was too much to argue with it. The, being a Republican at that time was working out really well. Yeah. Jokes, Jokes on them. <laughs> I mean, you hate to see it cause it was a terrible time for the country, but, uh, I guess you weren't that smart. Yeah. 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 Ellen, sorry. So Hoover wins 60% of the vote. Um, it's a, it's an enormous proportion of the electoral college. Yeah. And, um, and uh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of it. Um, go ahead. Oh, okay, so prior to this, Lou was really involved in, like, Girl Scouts. She was involved mm-hmm. in some, like, sports, like, athletic federation to get women in sports. Yeah, super um, athletic. Oh, let's not forget that when Elise and I did run our half marathon in the spring, we dedicated it to Lou Hoover. Yes, because she is famously, <laughs> like, she really wanted women, because at this time, yeah, women could play sports, but they weren't professional. It Like, to have a woman be sweaty and strong like it was just not heard of you know or like almost offensive yeah and she really like leaned into the fact like no women can play baseball or women can go run and like be on a track field yeah I mean she'd be she's probably rolling on rolling over in her grave with like what's going on with the women's soccer team but Oh, um, gosh, yeah. I just think it's exciting to see, like, she really leaned into what she liked, like, the outdoorsy stuff, the sports. Yeah, and she wasn't like, afraid of that. Yeah, you know? like, she's she was, like, I yeah. can make, you know, with the Girl Scouts, I'm going to help these young girls live a better life than we did. Or she's probably to. actually, like, as long as they're volunteers. That's the, why I say, like, she's <laughs> yeah, actually probably yeah. not that upset about the girls' soccer team because, like, she yeah, doesn't. Maybe she doesn't <laughs> want them to get paid. She's like, they can just play really hard, but they shouldn't get paid. <laughs> no. But, yeah, she's, like, I think that she, yeah, I love everything you said. Like, I just think it's so, it, that's so important. And I think, like, you know, to be a tomboy or to be, you know, whatever, it's that's not even, I don't even really know what the phrase is, really, but I, I, I relate to that in a lot of ways personally, and I just think it's a cool thing. It's a cool image to have. Yeah. And, and especially at this time when women are, Wearing pants, voting, cutting yeah. their hair short. Are like, we even using so that cool. term "tomboy" anymore? I feel like that's sort of offensive. It's not gotta, offensive, it's, but like it's. I mean, I think because then it's assuming that women have to identify and present as female. Exactly. I think it's 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 really nuanced and complicated yeah. because I think that um, yeah, I mean, I think that some people would say that they're like gender nonconforming in the way that they yeah. dress, like or the way that they, you know. But but that doesn't really eliminate the gender of you. Yeah. Right? So it's it's um. That's a perfect word that, you know, I always think of things that we might have said or did as maybe, like, in our youth that is now considered offensive, like, just as society changes, because you're like, oh, I'm so progressive, but you're like, no, we probably said things that were offensive. Totally. And maybe tomboy is one of those. Like, I would never call a little girl a tomboy now. Right, 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 right. But, like, I was probably called a tomboy because I, like, my my sister was a tomboy. I probably, yeah, I definitely was. Because you wore pants and (laughs) didn't wear a dress every day. Totally, totally. And, like, I think it was, it's cool to see a national figure be like that. You know what I mean? And she really, like, paved the way. Yeah, we just had Grace who couldn't cut her hair couldn't wear riding pants <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah. Calvin was not cool with it <laughs> yeah 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 and, yeah and you have these women like you have um you have these women who are trying to be their authentic selves like Flo Harding who was like okay I'm not gonna wear like the thin dresses that everyone's wearing but I yeah. am gonna wear a choker and like forever you have these women who are trying yeah but 
you know, Lou really did something. And, you know, a lot of people say that she gets um, very overshadowed by Eleanor Roosevelt. Just going to say that. And I think that, like, we... We, I don't know, I sort of feel the same way in a lot of ways, not not because of her husband, like her husband aside, whatever, yeah. but like she in and of itself was a really prominent political and like social figure at the time. Yeah. And it's because she didn't uh, try and apologize for herself. Yeah. I mean, know? if Eleanor wasn't there for like 12 years or whatever it is after this, like yeah. Lou probably would have had a stronger name in history. Definitely. Well, yeah. And if her husband, I mean, it's always dependent. Unfortunately, I think it's always dependent of these, the, the what these men do is, like, a direct... It yeah. affects these women so Yeah, I guess it's Hoovervilles. <laughs> right, like, Hoover doesn't necessarily leave a great name for them. And also, like, you guys have got to start paying people. Like, no one wants to volunteer. Let, <laughs> like, like internships, like, have to be canceled. Like, they just have to be. I can't believe that's still a thing. I know. So, anyway, but we love Lou for, like, kind of be, become, yeah. you know, being fully herself all the time. Um, she does, when she gets into the White House... Um, she, everybody is really stoked. Like, this is, like, people are stoked to have yeah. Lou and who, Herbert there. Um, that's right. She becomes really involved in the National Athletic Amateur Federation. And um, she right away inherits a, a, a lot of the time. It's kind of a funny thing. I was um, – yeah, like when when a administration changes over, there mm-hmm. actually isn't a ton of changeover in the staff necessarily, yeah. and so she inherits um, Grace Coolidge's social secretary, but they like hate each other. So she like <gasps> oh, she, why do they hate each other? Um, I it just says that they didn't get along. I think that um, I think that Lou they uh set was like a little too boisterous oh, okay. for her. I think she was very much I mean like, this woman did just have to deal with a raccoon, so maybe she's like, I can't. I just got rid of the raccoon, so like I need you to calm down low. Well, she was she it doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily say like why they didn't get along, but she fires her. And that is massive news. That's Drama. Scandal. Listen, yeah. Lou's just stand up for what she wants. Yeah. And so she didn't she didn't want to do the things that Mary Randolph was telling her to do. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, you're gone. <gasps> Scandal. I love that's, that. Can you imagine that's, like, the first thing you do when you get into office? That yeah. is, like, so crazy. Well, she calls us some more, not scandals, but more, like, uh, stirs the pot a little bit with her, uh, like, teas that she has with the congressional wives. Yes. So famously, oh, is, yes. the this first. famous story. Yeah, the first ladies will um, invite the wives of congresspeople and um, senators to Come and join the first lady because women just drink tea and crumpets and eat yeah, crumpets. of course. So, yeah. um, should I mean, we have we that? are drinking tea right now. Oh, Classic. We are. <laughs> we just like really. But we don't to have it. to. Yeah, I chose that. This yeah. is my choice. Uh, my choice, my tea. And so, um, everyone was really aware there uh, during in the 1928 election as well. Uh, a black congressman came in from Chicago. Yes. So he has a black wife. And everyone was a very astir of like, who is she? Is she going to invite Jesse DePriest? Yeah, think the, the, last the man's name. called name is called Oscar, and and the wife is Jesse. Jesse, right. yeah. Am I going to invite Jesse to the the luncheons or to the teas? So, Lou has this great plan. She's like, I'm going to uh, do multiple luncheons or teas, and you know, invite racists to one, and the people who won't care there's a black woman there to the other. So. Smart, but also like you're not. You you need to stand up a little bit more for it. But it was such a bold choice because before this has never been done. So they have this lovely tea. Jesse came, and of course the Southern Democrats flipped out over mm-hmm. this. But Lou was like, "I'm not having any of this. She's part of the congressional yeah. wives, and this is the way it is." So she was pretty like, like it seems like she refused to acknowledge racism. 
because the way she behaved. But I don't know if it was like, I'm ignorant to it and it's like, it doesn't exist. I'm just a rich white woman. Or she was like, it's so stupid. I'm not even dealing with it yes, and not yes. giving it attention. Yes. Well, you it's, know, like, well, she kind of okay. teetered that line. Yes. So this, and it's also like, we should say this is the first. Oscar DePriest was the first African-American to get elected to Congress yeah. um, in 28 years, it says. So um, it was, it was like, a big deal. But it's it, to your point, they also have a very similar thing about prohibition. Yeah. Where they don't even talk about it. Yeah. They're very pro-temperance in the way of, um, of siding with the, pro, uh, with the suffragette movement, suffragette yeah. movement. Um, but they don't talk about prohibition at all. They take no stance on it and they have cocktails every night before yeah. bed. So, okay. so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, there is some, there is some effort to sidestep these harder yeah. things that are like gray areas. So yeah, I don't know. I almost I don't know. agree with it though. Cause it's like, I feel like I've got to add that space with like anti-vaxxers. I'm like, yeah. I just can't even fight with you anymore. Cause I'm so, <laughs> I am so done with you. You're so yeah. dumb. Yeah. And that's like I kind of how she feels. She's like I'm not even acknowledging the racist because they're so annoyed. Yeah, and like yeah, you yeah. guys are rude. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know. She's definitely doing whatever she wants, and yeah. she's not really necessarily taking into account how it's going to be perceived in the public. So right, say yeah. what you will about that, and like you know, it, it, it's it, for um and for some people knowing how calculated things are with politics sometimes yeah. maybe it was refreshing in yeah. that way where she and was also, like whatever when they sold their house so at this time um you could in real estate you could sign uh uh when you are signing over the papers to a house or something to the mm-hmm. realtor it would be noted that you don't want your house sold to black or jews oh blacks or jews and she famously when they were selling their dc house did not sign that because she was like no blacks or jews could live in this house like what are you doing so like it's little things like that she made wow. like little silent statements was she you know protested in the streets no yeah but she was also not participated in something that was really terrible like, right 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 like so, because it was just like completely yeah and it was like you know maybe yeah. not a lot of people knew that or it wasn't uh public knowledge that she did that but i think yeah. that is is pretty um you know makes a stand in its own way yeah and like we've always said with these women and with this podcast in general is like it seems like small steps to us but like they are big steps you know like yeah. even in um yeah it's so so anyway but basically um they get into uh, the White House, and um, they... Right as the stock market crashes. <laughs> so they come like in March 29, yeah. October 1929, famously, Black Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the stock crash. Yes. And what they say in our book is really interesting. The problem... Sorry, they just late. have, like, no time to enjoy it. I mean, it's like, come, I mean, I guess a lot of presidents come in with this chaos. That's why there is such a change. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, Barack came in during the recession. Yeah. Biden during fucking COVID and, like, an insurrection. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> like, don't have too much fun. No, it's so true. poor Lou is just like, let's volunteer. Yeah, I know. She's like, I know. I think, uh, yeah, I think that, that, like, she, um... Yeah, how poor, I know, I feel for her, because it, well, it's true, she kind of just, like, came in and it was, yeah, like, Yeah, you don't get the time to enjoy it too much. Because even, like, I mean, even, like, Grace, we were just talking about, it's like, she would go to parties and have, like, teas, and it's like, yeah, oh, no, not this Yeah, couldn't really do that. Yeah. We should say that they do have two kids. Um, oh, yeah, I forget about They that, have yeah. Herbert, Charles Hoover, and Alan Henry Hoover. That'll come back later on, because yeah. one of them, classic, as TB. <sighs> Oh my god, Devin. Classic. No antibiotics, <laughs> as you heard in our last episode. I still can't believe that. That's insane to me. Crazy, I know. Um, so, but the big problem when the <clears> stock market <throat> crashes is that Hen- um, Herbert Hoover 
is um, not a politician, <laughs> and he's never been a politician, a la Trump and COVID. So there's kind of bad to have someone who's not smart. Well, it's, or doesn't know what it's doing. not even smart, but it's also just like it's just how to appear to the public, like as a yeah. politician. There's such nuance, and it's all calculated. And say what you will about like. Uh, it, it's all bad, sort of, you know, yeah. like, it, it's, there's, sometimes it's, like, there's, there's no good way to be in those moments, um, but there are ways to be more calm and yeah. not, and um, so the problem is that <laughs> Herbert Hoover does not really understand this nuance and is not really <laughs> yeah. going to serve well, because he just starts, like, totally, like, almost, like, raging out, like, oh, making yeah. really bold claims, going back and forth on trains, giving speeches, like, doing, <gasps> and it's, like, bro, like, hunker down, like, they, they yeah. offer up the idea that they should do the rationing that they yeah. did during World War One, um, and they kind of, like, don't really, they're, like, no, we don't really want to do that and it's like guys like because I think Maybe you should. and I think ultimately and I you know I think that there is a sect of person who during the Great Depression didn't even know it was happening yeah you know and it's the same thing that like you know we see now with like the homelessness crisis we see it because we live in New York City but there are tons of people that are like mm-hmm. wait what? What? Yeah. You know, and I think that, that that had the Hoovers not been in the president's house, yeah. you know, they might not have even known that the Depression was happening. No, because he's a rich guy. So like, rich. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But basically, they're super extroverted people, Him, her and Lou. They say that they're like the same side, the two sides of the same coin. Um... He was never really a politician, and so she he would just give speeches all the time, yeah. but couldn't be, like, an effective on-the-grounds leader <laughs> yeah. in the moment. And kind of with her, she was, like, she would start an organization and then leave and try and start another one. Like, yeah. she wouldn't ever just, like, be there. Like, right. she's just so... so. Well, she started to give a lot of her radio um, speeches at the yeah. time. She was the first first lady to be broadcast nationally on radio. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think it was, like... A comfort in uh, FDR fireside chat no, situation, no, no, but uh, no. that's kind of exciting. No, we love that. <laughs> well, again, like, and I think that she was trying to do what she could, and like, what she could was be this sort of like extroverted yeah. um, person who was gonna impassion. But she probably should have just been like, uh, like the head coach of a sports team. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, yeah. It's like that's like her whole yeah. vibe. Is like, yeah. let's give like exciting speeches to rev everybody up. But right. like, I can't help you do the thing. Yeah, yeah. You she's know? just like, like a motivational speaker. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Just like wants to find rocks, which like I love that. Love like, that field love that. Um, Yeah. So like when the Great Depression kicks off, like their their plan is to get the nation to volunteer. Yes. And help out. And listen, I'm all into volunteering. You are. You, I are think the, it's, you volunteer more than anyone I know. I think it's great. I think it's a great way to get involved in your community, help causes that you care about. Yes. If it's not your career, you can make it part of your life. Yeah. But <laughs> am I saying this is going to cure the Great Depression? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, it just was not enough. It, it's a yes and, not yes. a... And yes, yeah, let's no. do it. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, 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 that's yeah. at the end of the story, but it really seems like they thought that was the end of the story. Yeah, so she starts, um, she starts, uh, or no, she doesn't start, but she is very involved in the Girl Scouts. That's she loves like the her, Girl Scouts. Ma- the, she's a major player in the Girl Scouts. Yeah, and again, like if you know, it's so textbook. Like Lou is just like trying to get women to be 
you know, outdoors and, uh, you know, find... She just wants to go on field trips. She just wants to go on field trips. I know. She loves field trips. Like, we get it, Lou. You like outside. Um, So she's doing, like, a ton of volunteering, which is great because she has millions of dollars and can volunteer. Here's the thing. 20% of the country is unemployed. That's... So much unemployment. Yeah. So I mean, this is famous for those pictures of the bread lines, the gas lines. Like, yes. people cannot... The Hoovervilles, what we keep referring to, yes. were basically ghettos that were popping up all over the country of these decrepit homes and, and societies and little communities because people lost their jobs. They had no money. Everyone went to the bank, took out their money, lost it all. Yeah. And... It, that's what America looked like. It wasn't even just like a little city or a pocket of a city. It was the majority of America. So yeah. she, her reaction to just volunteer <laughs> to this is terrible. Yeah, and it's so interesting because it's like a president, like, you know, presidents kind of show their true selves in at least who's coming over. <laughs> I okay, think it's the just... UPS guy thinks I'm the super. I just ignore it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Someone's trying to get into a lease apartment. Um, no, but I was gonna say like I think that the um, <laughs> the <laughs> Lou Hoover just like walks in. I'm like, okay, Lou. Lou's what? like, you bitch. Why aren't you volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Lou is here. The ghost of Lou is here. Oh my god, Lou. I love you. I love her. Um, <laughs> I love her like spirit so much. Um, but yeah, no, I think that they um, they are completely overwhelmed. Oh, what I was going to say is that the 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 true sort of mark of a president is always shown in like moments of crisis, right? Yeah. You know, and so um, like, and that's typically what kind of like goes down in history. If you, I have to imagine if you are president, like there's always shit going down, but you have to cross your fingers that there's not like a massive like yeah. this kind of a thing. Yeah. Because then you can just like chill, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you can kind of just be you know, around and be public figures. And I think that that's like what Lou and Herbert really wanted to do. They wanted to just like be public figures, give motivational speeches, go on field trips. Well, yeah, because I mean, he's he's doing nothing. So you were just saying that there was 20% unemployment. And so there's this big chaotic thing that happens in DC at this time, um, which I didn't know about this. I read more into it because I was I don't remember ever learning about this in school. Basically, all these vets came back from World War One. Oh, that's yes, And they get... um, you know, uh, payments, like your, uh, I don't know what they're called, there's like a statement for them, and I'm mm-hmm. blanking, but whatever, the Veterinary Affairs gives you these, um, stipends, uh, stipends, to, yeah, yeah. something like that, so, I guess at some point they were owed a bonus stipend for something, and it didn't come, probably because of the Great Depression, yeah. but, you know, no, I'm assuming no communication with any of that, so in 1932, all these vets go down to D.C. to march, and Hoover flips out, like, he does not handle it properly, I mean, Think of Trump tear gassed the Black Lives Matter protest no, to go can't. take his photo. I know. That's sort of what happened here. Like, he sent out the army to help, um, to disperse. They were called bonus marchers because they were looking for this bonus. Yeah. Um, and it turns into this terrible, violent episode. Like, I mean, I'm laughing because it's just, like, so bizarre that people think this is okay and it still happens to this day. Um, oh, God. Yeah, it just they they disperse all these folks. Everyone had to leave. These veterans again who fought in World War One. You're just tossing them aside. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't say he tear gassed them, but you know whatever. So this is not looking good because there's an election coming up in 1932, which well we know obviously know how it goes. But yes, yes, yes. Hoover just this is all to say, Hoover did not uh, handle his time in the White House <laughs> well. <laughs> No, it didn't. There is, yeah, yeah, and bad stuff. of course, I mean, I have to imagine like any relationship, yeah, uh, friendship 
you know, partner, marriage, whatever, and otherwise, there's tension. There are fissures, small fissures start to enter into the relationship. There's, um, they're not getting along. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you remember, like, even just the beginning of our episode talking about how much they love to travel and they would go with each other on businesses and in the first 1928 campaign, Lou is, like, on every train ride. Right now they're, like, in the midst of its, you know, it's like, yeah, the 1930s. It's an election year, yeah. It's an election year, and they're not even really I- engaging. Yeah. They, they, um, she goes to the Shenandoah Mountains at some point, because she's like, I'm out of here. Like, I can't even be here. <laughs> I love that. They, they, I'm out of here. Yeah. She, she goes to the mountains. She, like, the, and but then um, spends $100,000 um of the government's money to put phone lines in, which a is little just tone down, but not okay. great. But like, she didn't want to be in Washington, which like you also sort of get in that moment. But yeah. like, that's yeah. Um, Ugh. and yeah, so that is, is not great. Uh, they decide to start a school at some point. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is, uh, I think it's still around. Um, but you know, the, the hope is to, bro, you know, start a school to educate and then eventually people will get jobs. But, like, Hoover, no. They, like, yeah. There's no jobs. Um, they they are, they do have a son who um, does get tuberculosis in 1930. <gasps> Classic. Um, it's he's, kind of late in life he gets it. Isn't yes. he, like, in his 20s or something? Yeah, he's or very not? sick. Um, but they do have the, uh, his, their daughter-in-law and his children move into the White House. So I guess there was some lightness in that way where there's yeah. like kids running around the White House oh, again, nice. which yeah. is fun. Um, but but there's increased security because of the Lindbergh baby. Elise, tell us what happened with the Famously. Lindbergh baby. So, God, a lot is going down in this campaign. I know. A lot is really about it. I know, I know, I know. So Charles Lindbergh. Yeah, uh, tell us what about him. Charles Lindbergh is a military officer at this time, famous aviator. He is known for flying across uh, the first solo transatlantic flight. So he flies from New York to Paris solo. Mm. Um, it was a big deal. He's a national hero. Um, everyone loves him. So he's, the family's pretty famous. Okay. Um, in 1932, Charles Jr., their baby, is mm-hmm. famously kidnapped uh, from their home. He, The kidnapper goes in, steals Charles Jr. from the, the nursery. Yeah. Um, and... Then it rolls into this, the crime of the century it's known as. So it's all over the news. These ransom notes are sent asking for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or, you know, it's just, it's chaos, actual pure chaos. So unfortunately, the baby is found dead. Um, I think a couple of years later they find the baby, uh, or maybe months. Um, yeah. uh, they find, a, like, remains of a child. Turns out it is Charles Jr., which is super mm. sad. Um, the guy who, who did the kidnapping, I forgot his name, doesn't matter because he's a terrible human, but he's some German guy who <laughs> gets caught because the ransom money, that they so they paid ransom money at points and so the baby was never returned. So these were multiple drop-off, like, ransom money oh that was paid. Um, they, the guy used a bill that was used in the ransom trade-off to pay for gas and that's how they caught him. So, very jinx as I was telling Don't Claire. Don't use your debit card, people. Yeah, like, very like, obvious. Obviously like, use cash. You're going to get caught. Uh, so he got caught. I think he was executed for this, but because of all this chaos, they lost their baby. There's so much attention is put on the Lindbergh family. Uh, they moved to Europe between 1935 and 1939. Mm. Um, when Charles does come back, he is no. This is again. We're kicking off right uh, to the World War Two. Um, I believe he, in Europe. This is where he gets the vibe to be a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> 
So he comes back famously in, uh, to the U.S. He gives a speech that is anti-Semitic, um, saying, you know, it's the Jews' war, it's not our war. He's very into isolationism. America shouldn't even send money or aid. Or this is Charles Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh, yeah. or anything to UK, who is, the British soldiers are currently fighting in World War II. Right. Um, he does later get a little less uh, isolationist once uh, U.S. is directly attacked during Pearl Harbor, but he gives that famous speech, um, and he is rumored to be a Nazi sympathizer. I tend to agree. Um, if anyone's really, I, I feel like I bring up the show constantly on this podcast when we talk about Nazis, but, um, <laughs> and like fascism, but the plot against America, yes, the yes, Philip yes. Roth book or watch the show, either one, it's the book is really good too. I just recently read it. Um, it tells the reimagined history if, uh, cause it was famous that, um, Charles Lindbergh was going to run against FDR's second term. Uh, he doesn't run. Right. But this tells the story if he did run and won and brings fascism to America. Uh, uh, and it's just, it, it was so interesting, because I think the book came out in the 90s, but the show came out right in 2020, so it was like dark times in America. Yeah. Um, it was like a little too close to home, but it's really interesting. You learn more about Charles Lindbergh and his family and uh, his uh, love for the Nazis. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I that think was that... A fabulous, oh, that was a fabulous um, annex. I loved that, every second of that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. It was a perfect retelling. I can't no. believe that's not a movie. Like, how has there not been a Charles Lindbergh kidnapping movie? No, I know. And you, I has think there we, been? There I must think we been. just talked about how there needs to be a movie of that story. Like Ryan recently. Murphy, get on. Ryan Murphy. Okay. We want Ryan okay. Murphy. Who will play Charles Lindbergh? Okay. Who will play Charles Lindbergh? Obviously, Sarah Pauls is going to play the, the wife. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Obviously, who's playing Charles Lindbergh? Probably like a Ryan Reynolds, maybe. Ooh. I know he's not in the universe, but like he could be. Because Charles Lindbergh is, is handsome. He's a handsome guy. Yeah. And he's probably looks like a Nazi. Yeah. So it's like yeah, that. that's good. Ryan Reynolds, maybe. I think he has the range. I think he could do it. I think he could, too. I have faith in him. Do you think that Blake Lively would direct? <gasps> I mean, did she direct Taylor Swift's uh, video for I Bet You Think About Me and it was wonderful? Yes, I think she should direct. Who would play the baby? I don't know any baby actors. I don't know any baby Abigail actors Breslin. either. <laughs> She's not. like 25 at this point. Um, yeah, um, that should be a show. Ryan Murphy, get on it. You're the only one qualified. Okay. But yeah, so, so this brings in why But anyway, there's so there's security. massive security in the White House, finally. But I love that it's like for the baby. I mean, obviously there's why, but like we don't get security for the presidents for like a really long time. But for the <laughs> yeah. baby, we need the security. Everyone's really bad about the Remember baby. the baby, uh, what was the little baby's name? Oh, the famous baby. Baby Lee? Baby, baby Lee. No, that was Alice. What was the, oh. what was, um. Oh, God, I can picture the picture, too. Like, the photo that they had. <laughs> well, we know baby Ruth. Who was after That's baby That's what Ruth. I'm thinking of. Oh, I was thinking of the other baby that... Baby... Baby... The other baby that people oh, were absolutely Oh, took over the popularity. Yeah. Oh, because baby Ruth... Oh, yes. Oh, fuck. What was the name of that? It's okay. We'll, we'll Google it. look it up. We'll Google it. But, yeah, so the, there's a lot of security at the White House yeah. because there's a baby living in the White House. That's what that entire... Yeah. section was about. Well, because of this kidnapping, the yes. Lindbergh law comes into place and oh, it yes, makes yes, kidnapping yes. a federal crime, which is wild that it's not. I can't. But if you kidnap a child and cross state lines, we all know that's a federal crime now. Yes. But apparently before that it wasn't. So it this was such a big case right. that it won, like, frightened the first family, which yes. if anyone was going to kidnap, I mean, that's, that's a, a family yeah, yeah, you yeah, would yeah, attract. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it changed law in the country, which totally, is pretty wild. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, okay, the depression is still continuing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, all this is going on, there's still a depression. And then World 19, War II didn't help us out yeah, yet. Yeah, 1932 rolls around and Hubert Hoover is like, okay, I'm definitely, um, 
I'm, I, I don't think I want to run for re-election. <laughs> yeah, I, this I think is this, this isn't job. going super well. I'm not having fun. I'm not having fun. But then he's like, wait, but being prez, like, that is so cool. Yeah. That, like, like, looks so good on a res. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. is, like, so good. So he's like, okay, I, I, he decides to hold a few speeches, and he kind of convinces himself. He's like, he's like an extroverted monster. Like, yeah. this is why people hate Leo. Is he a Leo? Like, what, what is his design? Well, I'm going to look him yeah. up. <laughs> but he's is like, he a Leo? <laughs> but like, he makes a few speeches and like gets, it, he gets back into his bones. Oh, so he's like into it again. Yeah, he was born into- August 10th. <gasps> he's a Leo! <laughs> <laughs> I make on this podcast the fact that I knew that it's like it makes me so happy you just felt that this extroverted monster is a Leo yeah August 10th wow that is wild oh amazing oh my god so but anyway oh, in, sorry, sorry. in classic Leo fashion then yeah. he makes a few speeches and he's like wait I'm actually so good at this job it's like okay, no. it's like no bro like that's not what that means again did not age well no. so then he's like okay I'm running so then he decides to run for a real he's met her wild obviously Lou is nowhere to be found at this point because she's like it. you're absolutely insane like yeah. I'm gonna go on a field trip with my girls yeah and so he goes on uh, what they call we have a front door campaign we have a laissez-faire campaign yeah. this is called a whistle stop campaign oh, God. because he's just taking trains back and forth oh, everywhere just, like, popping into just, different cities yeah just to like tell people that he's gonna aren't run I for great? president aren't I great <laughs> Um, he doesn't win. <laughs> uh, no, because FDR is like, take a seat. Uh, we got this. Just, that's enough. That is enough. I mean, if they brought in another Republican after two Republicans and this depression, like, country, you deserve you, it. You know? Seriously. Like, <laughs> and Lou is famous for saying, upon losing, Lou is famous for saying, we're still here, but we're moving on. Yeah. Lou's <laughs> over. We're losing. That's like, exact, that's such a good, like, way of being like, we here out yeah like, we'll see you later <laughs> i imagine i have to imagine she is astute enough to to know we can't get them out of this like yeah. we're not helping this situation yeah i don't know what to do you don't know what to do our congress and senate don't know what to do so let's just move on <laughs> yeah and like not even get out of the situation but like people hate us yeah you know oh, what I mean? yeah. like how much can, how much public scrutiny can you take before you're like i'm let's out just move like on. this is yeah. enough like it's just too much yeah so they actually they go um they go back to palo alto um mm. And she, she she uses her personal funds to build a community center there that Volunteer. she like named after herself. Um, and it's like it's like Love how does they still have so much money? Like I just don't. Yeah, understand. I, that's what. Yeah, because so- this is one of the first times we're clear that you're rich when you leave the White House because. A lot of times before, you were very, very poor when you left the White House. You would be poor when Remember you entered the, the White House, and yeah. then even more poor when you leave the White House. Because all the first ladies were, like, selling their husband's shit and, like, yeah. trying to write books because they ha- were so <laughs> poor when they left. They were all in this massive debt. They're all writing this for ladies' journal. Like, like, yeah, so, yeah, everyone's trying to write an essay for She's like, let's start a community center. What? That is and just... they also started a school at some point. It's like, guys, and, okay, this is going to go into my advice. Like, yeah. you, you, can't, you have to help the people. Like, make a pot of soup. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. It's just too much. <laughs> um, so they go back to... Okay, so then... Um, the, so then uh, once they leave the White House, they're living in um, in Palo Alto. But um, Lou is, like, just trying to do things to keep... I think, again, like we see with a lot of these women, she wants to do things that will keep 
her name in a good light. Yeah. Um, so she tries to um, purchase the town that um, Hoover Hoover was born in in Iowa. To, <laughs> like rich people. It's like you shop. can't just like purchase because they want to put the library there. But it's like, like I own this now. <laughs> you can't purchase. You can't just purchase like the building. You have to purchase the town. Yeah, just like that's chill absolutely out. chaotic. Like what is happening? Um, but uh, they do get a lot of the land. They end up purchasing a lot of the land, yeah. and they do um, knock down a bunch of buildings <laughs> to build his library. Classic, which, like, classic Hoover. Whatever. Okay, but. We do. We love Lou. She remains very physically active yes. her whole life. And she is living in Palo Alto and then a little bit in Iowa, but says that she is missing the hustle and bustle of a city. And so she moves into a private room at the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs> She's like, fuck this place. We're going back to the city, babe. She loves okay. it. My friends, if you've never been to the Waldorf Astoria, like it is honestly take out a loan from your bank and then you can go. Cause it I is... don't think it even exists anymore, right? Yeah. Is it closed? No, I thought it existed. I thought they... Um, I I don't know if like oh. regular folks can go there anymore though and get a room. You know what I'm think I'm thinking of the um what's the place on the Upper East Side the it starts with car, um it starts with a C. Carnegie Hall? No. I don't know. I'm thinking of somewhere else. Oh. But yeah, the Waldorf Astoria is like an incredibly expensive hotel or was an yeah. incredibly expensive hotel in New York City. Um and they live in an oh, apartment. No, it was a hotel, but there were apartments there. Yes, I think. Yeah. yeah. Now I think it's just a hotel, but Right. Um Oh, you can't even look up the price online because I'm showing them like they can't say um, yeah. because you have to call because that's how like expensive it yeah, is. Yeah, and they had an apartment in this building. So, Insane. but we do love a girl who recognizes um, how fabulous New York City is. Well, she was so, like New York or nowhere. Okay, I, I have like I don't have time for this. And she like wants to be physically active. New York City is like you have to walk, you have to live, whatever. Now. All this is absolutely insane because she goes to dinner one night with her friend in January. Yeah. In 1944. And she's like, do you want to take a cab home? And Lou is like, no, obviously I'm going to walk. Idiot. And she's like, and then halfway through the walk, she's like, wait, no, I do want to take a cab. And her friend's (gasps) like, okay, this is like so odd for Lou because like she's so physically active. And um, she gets upstairs to her apartment and uh, a few minutes later, uh... Herbert goes to leave to go out to dinner with his friends and finds Lou has died. (sighs) Terrible. So sad. So she died of a heart attack. Um, So this just goes to show, like, you can be really physically fit and still die of a heart attack. Yeah, that was some, like, heart disease shit that we don't know about. We don't know about that. So sad. So sad. Um, But uh, she is buried next to to Herbert um, in in California. Uh, Or no, 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 in... um, in Iowa, in West Branch. Yeah, she was originally buried in Palo Alto. Then they exhumed right, her yeah. body when he died. Oh wow, that's like a yeah, very like dramatic. But like gone. you couldn't just because he didn't die till 1964, which is super late. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh wow. So I guess like you know oh, he died at the Waldorf Astoria too. Oh my God, New York or nowhere? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> New York to okay, so West Park. Are there ghosts <laughs> floating around New York City? Yes. yes. Ghost tour. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> it's like just, it's just, we go on a ghost tour, we just, all we ask you is ask questions about the Hoovers. We're like, we, <laughs> have you seen the Hoover's ghost? <laughs> They're like, what? So <laughs> oh, good. So anyway, I mean, like, you know, it, it's just a Lou, Lou Hoover is like an absolute character. She was unapologetically herself at yeah. all times. Um, she kind of ended up being somewhat non-political uh, in terms of what she did in the White House mm-hmm. because she really just should have been like a soccer coach um, and taken the female yeah. soccer team to the top. You know I what love I mean? That. Um, and 
Uh, you know, we love her for her character. We love her for her, her tenacity. We don't necessarily love her for her um, somewhat tone deafness in terms of how she was <laughs> yeah. managing the Great Depression with her husband. And Herbert, like, I just have nothing to say about him. Like, I'm over that guy for sure. Um, yeah, he's rough. Okay, my <laughs> advice for Lou. I guess my advice for Lou would be, oh my god, maybe she should have been writing her husband's speeches because she was, like, such a good motivational speaker. Yeah. Do you think that if would have whistle tour would have got a lot better. Right, like, almost like Tony <laughs> Robbins vibes. Like, do you think that, like, yeah. or just, like, maybe she should have just become a motivational speaker. Yeah, I think that's, it seemed like that was a, a path she would have really thrived in. Yeah, I think it's, like, what she thought it was going to be like, and yeah. then, like, drama, like, shit hit the fan. Yeah, maybe if it wasn't a Great Depression, it would have been more sunshine and, and fun and, and motivational speaking. I but. know, and I think that, like, she was somewhat of a sympathetic character, and not even sympathetic, mm-hmm. but, like, exciting character, because people do say that, like, obviously, oh, not obviously, but she's is overshadowed by Eleanor. Yeah. Um, Because of what is happening in the country, but she was somewhat popular yeah at the time. yeah i mean you can't positive talk your way out of uh bread lines and, and gas lines no. and no 20 percent unemployment and hoover no. else you know like that's especially not when you're rich that's my other advice like can you donate some money yeah it's really it's really tough to yeah you have to donate to it's not just talk volunteering yourself out of that. it's like not the only yeah. way to to help she, she was almost <laughs> like a like a thoughts and prayers oh, you shit. know yeah, 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 like yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. we know yeah. that <laughs> yeah there's a a large swath of folks in this country who continue to send thoughts and prayers that aren't working. And I feel like that was her, like, motivational speaking. Totally. Was, yeah. She's like, oh, well, yeah. it's going to get better. When? When you donate $100,000 yeah. to not put phone lines in your house in yeah, the mountains. Exactly. It's hard to have a rich person tell you that. Oh, man. What about your advice for Lou? My advice for Lou? Um... <laughs> uh, pay her interns. Yeah, I assume she wasn't paying. No, people. definitely not. I think that's how they got rich. That was a really good point that's that you made, and I think that's how she got rich. That's yeah. how the Hoovers got rich. So I hope you uh, paid your pay your workers fairly or at all. Yeah, <laughs> or at all. Do, and like, do you think that like they started internships? Like, I feel like yeah, they I, that's how Hoover started. I'm saying that right now. I don't know if that's how it started. The Hoovers invented internships. That's absolutely. If wild. you ever had an unpaid unpaid internship, which I'm assuming a lot of folks in our generation have, I hope younger generations do not have that. But I think they still go on. Yeah. Um, it's because of the Hoovers. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bert. Oh, yeah. But you know what? That picture of her riding a donkey with a rifle still need it framed in my apartment. Yeah. I still need that I'm I'm really glad that these two, uh, past two weeks, we got really great uh, new decor for our apartment based on these ladies. Seriously. It's really leaning into it. And, like, so easy to get you a Christmas present now. Done. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Done, done, done. All right. We love you guys. Um, We have some extra special apps coming up. We're hopeful that you'll stick around. I hope you're having a warm December. Yeah, cozy. Not warm, but like cozy December. Yeah. If you have to impulsively buy two turtlenecks on Instagram, just do it. It's like, just just do it. It's turtleneck season. I'm sorry. If a woman doesn't own a turtleneck, you don't know what you're missing because it is chic. You look great. Absolutely. Uh, It keeps you warm. Absolutely. And I'm all about, you know, you want to look nice, but you also want to be warm. And you want to and be cozy. Does that. Yeah, Toronto is super cozy. It's a fine line between looking cozy and um, disheveled. Yeah, you can look very disheveled very quickly. But yeah. I think of, I mean, when I think of a, a sleek but turtleneck, turtleneck, I think helps that. Yes, I think of a chivroy. Ooh, yeah, she's a lunatic, if anyone's watching season three. But <laughs> um, 
She looks great all the time. She looks great. She's best yeah. dress. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you want to look like Chivroy. Don't behave like Chivroy, but look like Chivroy. Right. And behave like Lou, and you'll always be warm because she's very physically active. Yes. Go for runs and dedicate them to Lou Hoover. That's what we did. I'm going to get a Lou shirt for my February run. I love it. To keep me warm. Maybe a turtleneck. <laughs> Okay, if you have a contact for a Lou Hoover turtle, then please read it. Send it, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Talk to us on Instagram. Afloat forever. Uh, Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.